Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 29. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Alright, so you guys are going to go to take the subway to the facility. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and Durian's job is to keep civilians safe. Yes. Okay. You get to the facility, you go up to the ticketing counter, the uh, supervisor is there, remembers you two, uh, and asks, who are these other people? I don't see a reason to associate Durian with us. If he's going in as like a paying customer. Oh, okay. But Malorn, I feel like we have to have it with us to be like, oh, this is our supervisor. Like, she's coming in too. Okay. Question. Yes. Could I have done anything regarding like forging an ID for Mal here? Miss Orn. Miss Orn. Miss Ornery. Yes, that would be a skullduggery check. You set the difficulty and that will set the difficulty of how good it's going to be. Or how hard it's going to be to tell that it's a fake. And certainly you and Lily can work together on this, if you like. Jenna, I did put a point into skullduggery, because I do think Lily is a thief, probably. But um... <laughs> You do, but Lily doesn't know it yet. Yeah, she's probably going to be very sure she's not a thief. So if we spend a story point and I help you, that would be two yellows and a blue. Well, and it may be kind of early for it, but how important is this ID? Because of I could use this flashback and we could get two upgrades. It's your call. So I realize it's really early, but I don't have a backup plan for how to get Malorn in with us. Okay. Then let's just use it because I think it would go great for her story. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> she is definitely still going to say she's not a thief or whatever. But if we want to be having her making, remember making IDs? Yeah, okay. Or passing off as somebody or... Could be anything with a Protoss. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where this is fitting. It has to be, I think making a fake ID, probably for yourself, uh, makes sense. We had, the previous flashback was like you escaping from a Dominion facility. Yeah. Uh, you changed the records, but of course, like you need a new ID. Right. Uh, to go forward. So I think it's something like that. It's probably you, not in an alleyway, but like, on like basically a street apartment because you don't have your ID yet, so you can't get any legal thing anywhere. You're at like some chop shop kind of place uh, where criminals tend to hang out. They don't ask questions. They just t- they just ask for credits. Right. You've got the credits, but you say, but I need to know how to do this too. Right. And so like the criminal's like, yeah, sure, you can watch. And he's walking through and like, you're actually correcting the criminal every now and then as they're like matching your face up. You're like, no, 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 that's not what ID numbers look like. No, 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 that's not. <laughs> You've got like a lot of knowledge of the bureaucracy and how it works inside the Dominion. Okay. Interesting. You combine your knowledge with this criminal's actual forgery skills to create like a very accurate representation. Okay. Because you want to forge an ID for Malorn, like you pull out your ID and you realize, oh, I have a forged ID. Wait, my... Your current ID is a forged ID. My fraud ID? Oh, uh, no, your fraud one's real. But like your like citizen ID, Dominion citizen ID. Oh. 
Lily Washington might not even be my name. <laughs> we know it. We know it was your name at least when you were with the Confederates, because it was my name as Colonel Washington. It was my name one time at least. <laughs> Changed it from Lillian to Lily. All right. So you're rolling two yellows, a green, and a blue. Yes. Okay. It's our choice of what the difficulty set at. I think we should risk three purples. Okay. One success. You have a nice functional. Uh, forged ID, you look at it, it's got about the right height, about the right weight, uh, like for whatever Malorn's guys is. And the name is Mal Ornery. Mal Ornery. <laughs> so maybe a team member? Sultant or something. Uh, like she's the intern, she's just here. That's why she's not saying anything. She's like Norm. That might be good, because when you said supervisor, I was like, I wonder if they'll still try to test on Lily. If... No, no, you're right, you're right. I think uh, it's like the trainee who just has to observe everything we're doing. Okay, and Durian is just getting a regular ticket separate from you guys. How much is the ticket? The ticket's a 25 credits. Oh my goodness. I thought they Did said it was cheap. Military retiree discount? Uh, if someone makes a two purple negotiation check. Yes, there is in fact a government rate. Durian? Durian? Does he have negotiate? Durian? Ooh. He's starting out in a business. Come on. He is starting out a business. Okay. You know, he had his years of marine service. Did we'll give him two blue dice for that because the uh, Dominion is all about uh, you know silly uh... <laughs> taking care of its people. No, but like perks that don't really mean anything. Uh. <laughs> he actually crushes it. Uh, he's got three successes and two advantages. Does that help him get his rifle in? I think it does actually. I'm gonna say with the two advantages, he goes in. They thank him for his service. It's like you're here on whatever, a Thursday. Thursday is like Veterans Appreciation Day. <laughs> as long as he wears like this little like tag that's like, I'm a veteran. I served. Just to like help boost that. I served on Chow Sara. Ooh. <laughs> uh, no, nobody uh, nobody around who still served on Chow Sara. They didn't make it. Was it Chow? It was Char that he said he was on. Because he said he'd been to another volcanic place. Yes, he was on Char. To be fair, lots of people have been to Char. Some of them, unfortunately, multiple times. Uh, yeah, so Durian's in range, and you have his comm number, you need to call him, there's trouble. You guys are going in, uh, the supervisor's there, and so he's asking you, like, who is this other person? And you say that, oh, she's our intern. Yep. And, uh, Miss Ornery presents her ID, and that's where we shall have the, the check, and you set it at three purples, correct? Yes. Yep. All right. The supervisor... A uh, woman looks at it and is like, all right, that seems to be in order. She had three threats as well. I was trying to think of how that might help you. Well, it would help if people are less attentive right now and we can waltz past the uh, the sensor display and try one last time to swipe it. Yes, I think that is true. In fact, she tells you, now we're a little short-staffed today, so like it's good you got to check out our area earlier. Uh, I think in the back, though, they're they're on full staffing levels. But uh, I don't know, they might be short a trooper or two. Apparently there's some kind of accident the other day. I don't know. If Lily can just kind of wander off while I'm still there, like, distracting Yes, them. absolutely. I'd try that. Because you're all skull duggy now. Because <laughs> I've got that one point. <laughs> so they're not really watching closely. So it is just a skull duggery check of two purples and a black. If you want to try swiping at least one uh, set of goggles. I'll recklessly try to swipe it. Did she not get any blues from all of this? Uh, we'll also throw in a blue die, yeah. 
three successes and three threats. All right. But even if it's stressful, because you're not a thief and you just stole something. I'm not a thief. Okay. That's three threats. Maybe Durian saw her. Oh. Maybe he's not going to turn her in or anything, but... Gonna have words with her later? I mean, we could put it back. I'm just borrowing it. Hey, I'm just borrowing it. Just borrowing it. In Lily's mind, she's... Well, she's not going to think about too much. Unless, are you doing anything with any sort of threat counter right now? I kind of am. The Durian might... You know what? I'm going to give Durian a vigilance check, and then he'll decide if he, he sees it. Is the difficulty set by Lily's stealth? Well, he knows that she's there, so it's set by her skullduggery, I think. Which is a yellow and a green. But I'll give him a black die, because, like, he trusts you. So he does not have a particular reason to suspect you. Oh, but he does have successes. Yeah, now he might not trust me so much. Now he's, you know, a little... He's not sure what that's about. Otherwise, I'm banking those threats. Okay, so no strain? Correct. There will be plenty of chances for that when I go back with the scientists that know I'm a resock. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. <laughs> okay, so Durian's just, he's going to be milling about. He says, you know, don't hesitate to call me uh, Miss Washington or Miss, was it Onderok? What, what was the last name again? Owen Doher. Owen Doher. I do apologize. I'm not, not as familiar with uh, emojin names. I'm going to get better at that, though. Miss Owen Doher. Ms. Ornery will have no reason to call you. Uh, all the same. He, uh, he gives her his comm number as well. Well, Lauren, doesn't, he doesn't even have a comm on him. He does not care. He called me on a comm. Did you just, like, swipe one? But his comm doesn't, like, look like... It's weird Protoss tech, I should say. Oh, that's true. He doesn't look like he's carrying a comm right now. But now he has a legit ID, so... Well... He could do anything. He's got a fake ID. Yeah, like a legit fake ID. Well, so do I. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nice fake ID. <laughs> he could work for fraud. There you go. <laughs> Bring someone new in. Okay, Lily, I want a two purple perception check as you're like trying out these goggles and you're looking around. Two successes and two threats. Uh, you guys are nonchalantly walking towards the, the entrance to the back area. Lily, you've got like your goggles and every now and then like you're trying them out. Uh, you take a look towards the back door, and it happens to be uh, open as one of the scientists is going through. You notice, however, there's definitely a figure, like, following them in. And, like, you lift up the visor, like, you don't see anything. The visor's back down, you can see some Protoss shape follows in behind one of the scientists. Okay, I'm just going to bend down to Imogen and say I saw, I saw somebody go in. Yeah, I saw the scientist go through, too. I think it's one of Mal's friends. Oh, Landash is here. They are not my friends. Co-workers? Cold no. members? They are my adversary and her flunkies. <laughs> There's Lily, Lily trying to be subtle. <laughs> and then Malort's like, they're not my friends. <laughs> All right. So she's here, so we better get a move on. Yes. You take one strain from that, I bank the other one. Okay. So yeah, they're definitely here. You're here at the right time. Like, Malort's actually kind of happy to way too strong a word. Looking forward to it. Well, we were hoping to get in before her, though, right? You were hoping to. Well, see, you and I are hoping to stop what she's doing and grab the thing, but Maloran needs to make a fool of her, so... Well, good luck to him. His tomfoolery. <laughs> Maloran does... He also leads down, since you're in like this huddle now. He's like, remember, we are not to kill Dasha today. That would ruin everything and make this whole... This whole escapade, pointless. If she happens to get hurt, it happens. We're going to defend ourselves. <laughs> well, certainly. 
I would expect nothing. Well, from a Terran, I might expect less. <laughs> I mean, I have to admit it was a little bit, like, encouraging that he thinks we could kill her. <laughs> well, there you go, see? See, he thinks highly of us. Accidentally complimented you. <laughs> you go up to the two guards there. At first, they say, well, you, no, you're, you're not supposed to be here. I've got a piece of paper that says I am. And it's signed by your boss. He takes it. He looks at it. He's like, fine, I'll, I'll call this in. He calls in. He's like, oh, you are? Oh, you give it a tour. Oh. <laughs> and like, he kind of looks. At Willie. Well, no, he's like, what? No, 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 there's. There's two tall women. There's two. Okay. It makes no difference to me. And they're like, oh, we'll love to test it on a proton. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's two tall people there. Oh, yeah, and it's like, it's two, and it's also, yeah, probably two, sure. But you can't really tell. Okay, yeah, sure, you can tell. Yeah, guys, having a good day. Anyway, yeah, you're fine. The scientist will be here in a second. Sure enough, just a few moments later, the lead scientist fellow says, Ah, yes, come on in. We're pleased to receive you. It would be so great to have a, a visit here. Now, you were from what division again? Just uh, to jog my memory here. The Fraud, Retaliation, Abuse, Waste Division. Uh, he takes that down. Okay. We're here to make sure you're using your resources properly in the service of the Dominion. Of course. I assure you we are very judicious in how we use our resources. And it's gonna... I think you're gonna, you're gonna like what you see here. You're gonna learn a lot. It's gonna be great if any of the science goes over your head. Don't worry about it. I've got some... So a pamphlet you can take back to your, your headquarters if you really want. Really? The lab here has a pamphlet. Well, the lab has a pamphlet on our uh, research that is externally viable. Understanding everything you're going to see here today has to stay within these walls. Except for the pamphlet. The pamphlet we produced for external consumption. Uh, so he starts leading you down the one hallway here. And I'll say these hallways, whereas the outside of the museum, like everything was kind of bright and colorful and like trying to catch your attention. Like this is clearly a working space. Uh, it's very, very austere, and it's, most of the walls are like kind of a matte black kind of color. You walk by in the first hallway, there's a poster up. It just says, DVD, Minimize Reflective Surfaces. Oh, it's because they deal with lasers or whatever. And there's like a, a picture of a laser bouncing off somebody's mirror and like melting someone else. <laughs> very comical. There's another poster that says, Watch out, wear eye protection. And there's a fellow with like ridiculously huge goggles, like enormous. Do they give us safety glasses or anything? Well, they ask you, like, do you want some safety goggles? And Lily, are you hiding the fact that you have this little visor? Or are they just, like, on your forehead? I was assuming that they looked very obviously like the thing in the museum, so I was hiding them. If they look like just something I could pass off as something I'm wearing, then sure, I can keep them. You probably could pass them off. It's up to you. Uh, then I'll just kind of keep them hidden. I don't need to advertise. Okay, that's totally fine. Yes, they offer all of you uh, some basic goggles, safety goggles. In the first hallway that you go down, uh, it's sort of like normal lighting. But once you get past that, all the lighting is red lights. Uh, they say, like, well, you don't want to throw off your vision when we're doing these tests. We want all the light, to, as much of the light as possible to come from the laser, you understand. Uh, we're doing some interesting tests on a new uh, weapons platform. Did you want to start with seeing the test? Can I make like a knowledge Terran check to see if their explanation seems reasonable? Sure, give me three purples and a black because he's purposefully using a lot of jargon. You can also attempt this, Lily. 
Oh, I wasn't even going to pay attention. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one who can see where Landasha is, so there's other things for you to pay attention to. Actually, yeah. If you want to, like, make another perception check to, like, look around, you can certainly feel... Did she put her little stolen visor underneath the safety goggles they gave out? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, then I'll do that. Now, Lily's really, like, at this point, really on edge because of the resocialization thing with these guys. So do you yeah. want me to take, like, a black die or something for this? Make a cool check. Oh. <laughs> Two purples. And that'll determine, like, how kind of on edge and nervous you are. Okay. Like, my stomach is actually a little bit, like, nervous for Lily. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Oh. Two failures and a threat. You take a strain... And I will say uh, any kind of social interaction for the encounter, you will take a black die towards. Not to physical things. Okay. What about perception? Uh, you know, yeah, let's say mental things too. So yeah, perception. Okay. But like shooting someone, no, because that's your focus. That's your job. Okay. Yeah. Whatever gets us through this fastest is probably. <laughs> so oh, wait. in the meantime, I succeeded my knowledge turn check with two threats. Really? Uh, yeah, it actually, it sounds like it all makes sense and. You know that it's about a Protoss weapon, but the scientist, he hasn't uh, mentioned that at all yet. No, but like the lighting, that makes sense for what they're doing? Uh, yeah. You think that that is like sort of a standard safety protocol thing you kind of take. You don't want to ruin your night vision, these kind of things. It's not crazy. It might be a little, a little overboard, but you don't think that's like a recent change or anything meant to screw with you guys. And what about Miss Ornery here? Is this light okay for her to see in? For Malorn, I don't know how Protoss eyes work. Yeah, there's no particular danger. Uh, there is a general black dye to perception, unless you have fancy goggles, in the red light areas. I will say that. Okay. And that applies just as well to Malorn. I made my perception check with one success. Okay, fantastic. You hear a sound coming down the hallway to the right, where you know like the laser testing room is. Uh, and you can tell like it's the laser like charging up a little bit. You also, just as you peek around the corner, you see one of the Protoss cloaked slip into there. Into the laser room? Into the laser room, yes. Do I see multiple Protoss, or I can only identify that I've seen one? You only saw one. You don't know if it's like the same one you saw earlier. Okay, so then as far as I know, there's one. You've seen one, yeah. Okay, you said one of, but I didn't want to assume that... (laughs) That I knew. Yeah, Maloran, I think, told you, like, Landasha will probably have a couple goons with her. Okay. Well, then I will tap on Maloran and point. He just uh, nods to you, kind of readies himself. He just starts turning that direction. Whichever way the rest of you are walking, he doesn't say anything. He just, there's a, a look of glee, again, too strong of thing, but anticipation of satisfaction. He heads that way. And I'll poke Imogen. <laughs> Unless she's talking to the scientist, then I'm not going to bother her. The scientist is droning on a bit, but... Then yeah, I'll poke her and point. Imogen's following along, not falling asleep at all. <laughs> so is this in such a way that Maloran and Lily can stealth off? And like, this scientist is distracted and I keep him moving down the hall? If you give me either a two purple and a black knowledge Terran check, or some other type of social check, then yes. Because you succeeded, like, you demonstrated you understand some of the, some of what he's saying. He's actually a little bit surprised, and he's like, oh, you're from Umoja, though. Of course, you would have had some, some advanced education. I would prefer to do this with flattery. 
What do you say? You are taking a black because you had threats. Right. But I'll give you a blue die because you actually did succeed at the check. So I, I think I would like to, uh, once again, belittle my own people and be like, oh, well, no, no, nothing on Emoja compares to what you're working on here for sure. <laughs> you know, we haven't had the same sort of pressures to develop new technologies. All our things are just to make life easy, not to like defend the people and things like that. Okay, well, that's that's actually reasonable, and that's in some ways a backhanded compliment. So I like that. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm trying to. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's just two purples and a black charm check. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna spend a story point. So it is a purple and a red. I should have rolled faster. Aha! Too slow. <laughs> yes, I should have rolled faster because I have a failure with four advantages. Uh, so he is a bit flattered. He's like, no, no, I know that. You were being coy yesterday, or the other day, about Numoja, but you do have, and I was, perhaps said some things I shouldn't have. It's, some of the advantages, I'll say two of them are consumed with him just, like, he has an agreeable uh, association with you. He's like, Numoja's not bad, and you're right, you're, you're focused on, you know, artistic pursuits of the Dominion. We have to fight for what we uh, have got, and that's what we're all about. Uh, you're like your associates want to get straight to the, straight to the test, shall we? Okay. So he has noticed what they're doing, but he doesn't have a problem with it. No, he doesn't seem to have a problem with it at all. Okay, that's fine too. Gets us in the room. Check my jacket, make sure it's covering my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, don't, why don't they put them lower on your body? Ah, <laughs> uh, they want to know. You should be glad they don't put it on your forehead. Right. And hiding it now is not going to help. It's <laughs> still, still... <laughs> As you enter the laser testing room, Lily, yes, on the door, it says laser testing lab, and there's a big underneath that, no mirrors, uh, none whatsoever. Question. Yes. Do we have any mirrors? You got some story points. I have some very shiny knives, because I'm always sharpening them. You do have really shiny knives. This is true. <laughs> that might be a mirror-like object. Well, I may just have one knife. Does that require a story point? That does not require a story point because Lily is often, when I ask what Lily is doing, she is sharpening and taking care of her knives. Yeah. Okay. She, she sharpens my knives too. Is, my, is mine shiny? I'm trying to think what the design on your knife. She got you a nice knife, but what was the fancy design on it? It had really? like cutting like a sportsman. Was that the one I got? Yeah, like it had edge. like a kind of saw type part at the tip. Was it like a Bowie knife then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I will say that it's also a reflective type surface of the sort you should not bring into this room. So we can parry lasers. That's what I heard. <laughs> the problem is if you fail to parry the laser. <laughs> well, then we were going to be hit anyway. Yes, it'd be a real bad time. I have a feeling that's just a recipe for shooting each other. Uh, anyway, you get into the laser testing lab. Lily, you are in there first. You see, among other things... Uh, you see, like, on the pedestal, there is the, the frying pan laser you saw the other day on the window. Here it is in person. It's a little bit bulky, but it looks like a nasty-looking weapon. Uh, and I will say, like, it also has this weird Protoss design to it. It's sort of lots of golds and, like, blue energy-type things are clearly vibrating around it. At the other end of the uh, forum, there is clearly a Hydralisk who's chained up. And normally... You may have seen Hydralis chained up at least once in your life. They're always trying to, like, get free, and they're crazy, and they never calm down. This one is clearly beat. He looks exhausted. 
Like, you come in, like, he takes note of you, which just, like, does not care. He does not have the energy to, like, fight it off anymore. Uh, there's a couple troopers in here. And you also recognize one of the people who saw you, saw you and knew that you were Risak is one of, like, the laser scientists in here. Yeah. Yeah, in my mind, they all know. Right. Uh, at least all the scientists. I, in my mind, the scientists don't tell the underling, the dumb guards. <laughs> like, I've, I've built a whole story around them, but any scientist <laughs> in this place, and maybe scientists other places can tell. They know. Every scientist now knows. There's now a test. They told Egon. Well, maybe not they Egon. They told Egon. <laughs> but at least here, anybody that is more than, like, muscle knows it and judges it. Anyone in a lab coat? Uh, okay, you guys are heading in. It's getting a little, a little crowded in there. Does Elise see Uh So if you have your, your visor up, you can make a perception check. Yeah. One success, three threats. You see two Protoss. One of them is taken up a position right next to the, the Hydralis. Okay. And he, he is cloaked. He's got some kind of nasty looking... It looks like a scythe almost. Maybe they had the same plan of releasing the Hydralisk. Maybe one of them is right there. One of them is standing by one of the troopers. Does Malorn seem like he can see them? He does not seem like he can see them. He's, he's trying to look intently wherever you're looking. But he does not have... Then I will poke him and point if I can surreptitiously, and if Imogen can see it too. Uh, so like you point to the Hydralis, which is a pretty normal thing to point to in here. And then I, I, like I give like two, because I see two, and kind of point and point. Hopefully he gets it. I, I think he gets it, but he's not, just not able to see them, is the problem. Yeah, and it's kind of similar with Imogen. But if he's paying attention to the right place, and they go to manipulate anything in the room... I will say there, there's a chance to see them. But it's much, much easier with the visors. And mechanically speaking, if you're trying to attack someone who's cloaked, they have a whole lot more defense, even if you know where they are, if you don't have a special way to detect them. But unfortunately, I can't tell which one's Lindara. So if I'm in the business of being able to kill a Protoss, if I could even do that. I didn't know there was going to be so many here, and he didn't tell us anything to distinguish anybody. Right, right, right. I will say that he tells you some of Lindasha's more obvious features, but to you, they might not be. Obvious things about, like, all Protoss kind of look similar to you. He tells you that her face is still very smooth, is one thing. She's a little bit shorter than some other Protoss. And did he tell us anything about the types of people she'd have with her? Like, are these all Ninth Ascendant? Oh, no, no, no. They're, like, her warrior slaves. Does he view them with scorn like they're incompetent? Or they could easily crush any Terran? Well, of course they could crush any Terran. But they are certainly... They are not among the elite of the Taldarine, such as myself and Lendasha. Well, where did his companions at the refinery fall on this eliteness scale? Uh, he insisted that, with the exception of his fool who was high on Terrazine, uh, they were far more capable warriors than these two. But they were not blood hunters. Think of these uh, Herminians as cowardly assassins. Does blood hunter just mean assassin? He, like, bites his lip for a second. It's a, for you, yes. It means cloaked assassin. Let me put it this way. I have yet to meet a noble blood hunter. Okay. Could they exist? No. Even noble <laughs> by your Taldarim standards? My exceedingly high Taldarim standards. They are a tool of those who are more capable. That Landasha has adopted many of their practices is frankly pathetic. 
Okay, so like Blood Hunter's status doesn't go hand in hand with being Knife Ascendant and is a thing that Malorn aspires to. Correct. But taking over the position of Ninth Ascendant is what he wants to ultimately do. That is what he wants to ultimately do. That is correct. Okay. And today is a, a start on that. Uh, so you're looking around, Lily. He, Malorn has give, earlier given you this description of what Landasha looks like, probably back in the apartment. These two don't quite match that description. They look, they are kind of hunched over much more than Malorn typically is. But their faces, they had that same, like, wrinkled. They're a little bit more aged. Okay. You don't actually see Landasha right now. Okay. But you're just looking around the room with your visor. If someone was actually, like, hiding in addition to being cloaked, they might not be so obvious. Right. How high are the ceilings in here? Like, Lily had to climb up a window to see in. Are these just, like, kind of skinny windows at the top? A little bit, yeah. They're, they're like, high ceilings. I would say it's at least 12 feet. Okay. Uh, and there are some, like, laboratory benches. I don't know if you remember, like, the first Captain America. In that room, there was a whole wall full of, like, equipment and panels and knobs and dials and things. There's a similar thing here. Lots of computer readouts. Did you want me to do something with the three threats? No, I think the three threats is that, like, you don't see Lindasha. Okay. She's right behind me, isn't she? Eh, you're not sure. <laughs> so, did our escort have a name? Dr. Brine. And is he, like, ushering us into the room now? Because he saw that they were interested? Yes. Yeah, he was ushering you into the room. Essentially, like, if you want to start with the test right here, we can certainly do that. Not a problem at all. Just make sure you've got your safety goggles on. Remember, safety first and safety third. Science second. The trick is, we use zero upcounting, so science is also zero. (laughs) So science, safety, science, safety. And then it just wraps. Yeah. Well, we try to have fun here, not take things too seriously. Uh, As you can see here, uh, we've been testing out this fantastic new uh, device we're calling the frying pan laser on this uh, captured hydralis that Dominion forces were able to uh, apprehend off-world. Now, does he need to make a cool check if they're planning to actually test this on Lily right now? You know, he probably should, but he gets a blue die because he does not value resock lives like other Terrans. So what is your guys' vigilance? But he's like trying to conceal, surely, that he's about to do something. Sure. That's why he'll, he'll make the check, but it'll be against your... What is your combined vigilance? Let me put it that way. Well, my vigilance is a yellow and a green. Mine's three greens. So we'll throw on an extra black die for him then. Of course, we know that they're going to do something. You know. I'm looking for something to call him out on, if necessary. Okay. And I know that he doesn't value my life. That is correct. I don't remember if he's the one that said it, but somebody was like, oh, it's just a resock, and now I've applied that to all the scientists. Yeah, that was one of the scientists, junior scientists. I'm kind of curious, like, Lily's a resock, but there's two others of us here. Are they planning to just murder us all? Well, they're getting one, they're getting a two-for-one deal. That's totally got to go into the report. That's what a waste. You kill the agents that come the investigators. <laughs> Dr. Brian has failure of two threats. How you choose to interpret that? Well, I'd like to have some sort of indication of when they're actually going to take an action. So first, he says, like, why don't we, we want to demonstrate this on this hydralisk first. As you can see, we've taken a few shots at it on low power setting. We can do that again here. Why don't, uh, you know, why don't I just show you? Uh, he goes up, picks it up. Lily, you're still scanning around. You see those two uh, Protoss. They're not taking action right now. They're just on alert. Dr. Brian, sure enough, hoists up the laser. Phew, blasts the hydralis. Thing screeches in tear. As like, you were able to see before, but now you can see it again. 
burns a, a small hole through it, similar to like a, what a standard rifle would do. But like the hydralisk is like caught on fire there as well. And it burns off for like another minute afterwards. And this hydralisk is not doing well. It, it doesn't quite pass out, but it just does not have the energy to even fight with it. As you can see, this is quite effective, our Dominion Marines. Uh, and he kind of looks over at uh, like Lily and Malorn. Often you get a one shot off and then, you know, and then you die. And so it's kind of a waste. But if you get that shot off and it counts for a while, even if you died, well, it doesn't matter. You still, you were still useful to the Dominion. Whereas if you get one shot off and you don't kill the Hydralisk, well, they're going to come invade Korhal uh, then. But I know what you're thinking. Zerg aren't the only enemy, right? There's other Terrans out there who are the enemy. Uh, so uh, why don't we, uh, do you want to get a good close look at this? He uh, asked you, Lily. That sounds like an opportunity to release a Hydralisk. Why don't you stand next to the Hydralisk and then you can sort of see just how uh, deadly it's going to look and we can get your full, uh, you were at military experience, right? <laughs> look at Imogen, because okay. I know what's coming. Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to like be like, yes, let's go over and examine these wounds. And Wait, so was our plan to release this Hydralisk? Yes. <laughs> okay, then you know what? Lily just steals herself and she goes over there. She knows she's going to get shot. So go look at it very close and release the Hydralisk if you can with your Skullduggery skills. So Imogen... Essentially, I want to go over with Lily to like examine the effectiveness of this laser. And I would like to position myself between Lily and Brian so that he can't immediately get a clear shot at Lily, but also so that he can't see like Lily do something to the Hydralisk's bonds. Okay, I think that's reasonable. Uh, Malorn is going to stay closer to like the door where the, well, like Brian is picking up the laser. Malorn is staying closer to that and just like looking around, but obviously he can't see it. I mean, it makes sense, you know, if Landasha goes for the laser, Malorn wants to be right there to stop her. Yes. So, Lily, you wish to sort of undo the restraints on this Hydralis? Yeah. Do you guys have, like, painkillers or anything that you'd like to deploy in the Hydralis as well? It is not in a good spot. Like, one good shot you think could take it down. If you wanted it to last longer, that's your call. Like, we have regular painkiller, not, like, the fancy one. Right. So if we were planning this, we could have brought creep. Yes, you absolutely. Does he work fast enough to be useful? Make a two purple knowledge zerg check, actually. This is uh, all Lily's department, because Lily's the keeper of the creep. The, creep the creeper. <laughs> Tales from the creep. One success and two threats. Okay. Snowball's mad that you take away his creep. He's so happy with sweet tea. That is true. You know that pretty much all zerg are regenerative. If you give them long enough, they will regenerate, and as long as they're not being like set on fire, back to more or less full health. On creep, it's definitely faster, but it is the kind of thing that takes like minutes at a minimum. So it's not going to be like you slap some creep on him and he'll, he'll do better. You do think if you give him some creep, he'll be more active, much like Snowball is when he's on creep. But versus a painkiller, I guess the question is if a painkiller would actually help him or not. That would help, yes, because that's just like a biological healing agent. Okay, and that's going to be more immediate. Yeah, that will absolutely be immediate. But, like, you know, mixing in some creep in there, that might give you a boost. I would say he would heal a little bit more. So is that something where, like, we would have put the creep into the painkiller slot? Yeah, probably. Okay. Special Zerg cocktail. Right, Do we have any painkillers? I have two. We'll say one of them is a creep cocktail. Just make sure you don't get it mixed up. And the other one is for tearing consumption. 
And after this, you know, we might need to go back to the bunker and buy more painkillers. That's true. Okay. I would like a two purple skullduggery check. Imogen is giving you a blue die for blocking the view. And this is to release him? Yeah, to release him without anyone. Because I'd like to do the release and then administer the painkiller in that order if I can do it. Okay, that's completely reasonable. You do have two story points, by the way. Yeah, let's use a story point to upgrade this since I'm still concerned about the resock thing. Oh, one advantage, one failure. And I know they're going to shoot me. One advantage, one failure. Okay, I think they see you like getting close to the hydralisk, and but you have an advantage. So I'll say that Dr. Bryan's is like, oh, no, be careful. That hydralisk is, uh, he could hurt you quite a bit still, I assure you. You wouldn't want that to happen now, would you? I would have thought he'd want me to be right in front of the hydralisk so he could shoot me. <laughs> oh, there is that. I walk right into their trap. <laughs> now, I know you want to get a good look, though, so stay stay very close. Uh, now, uh, Imogen, if you could back up for just a second, make the lane clear. And oh, oh, ladies, goggles, please. Make the lane clear. Yes. So here's the thing. I have sidestep. Yes. Against ranged things, but is that in combat or? That's in combat, but you could, if you wanted to, do that now. It costs a maneuver and a, like two strain or something. Yeah, it's one strain Okay. to upgrade the difficulty of all incoming ranged attacks. I will say, yes, you absolutely can do that. Okay. And so that's just a strain. We're not in combat proper as yet. Yeah. I mean, I <sighs> gotta be hard to let yourself get a shot with a laser. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I, I have something I want to try to do first. Okay. What do you do? I want to request if I can shoot the hydralisk with it. Okay. This is going to be charm, probably, unless you have a an alternate skill, like negotiate. He just asked me to get out of the way, and I'd like to turn around back to him and be like, oh, oh certainly, I'll, I'll get out of the way if you let me take the next shot with it. My goal, if I can get permission to shoot the laser, is to do a called shot on like the hydralisk's cuffs. Ah, fancy schmancy. It will be a charm check. It's two purples. I am upgrading this. And there are two blacks because, like... The science director knows, like, that's a very dangerous thing to do. All right. I have a knack for it. I fail, but I have three advantages. He tells you that, like, uh, only someone with proper training should be able to use, should use this. It's perhaps later today in a more... When there's not a hydralisk here, uh, we can have some targets. Maybe some target practice for you if you're so interested in that. Or maybe, uh, you know, in a few, in a few weeks or another month or so, we'll have some... Uh, new portable implements that you might be able to try. Uh, so he's, like, positive about you still, but... You're not consuming my advantages for that, are you? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay. I would rather have my advantages go towards helping Willie here. Yes. I'll say that you're a little bit of a distraction. You're still a little in the way. You're in the way of Lily, but not the Hydralis, obviously. So he needs to be a little bit careful. But he does tell you that it's like... The slightest uh, perturbation could throw things off. It's a, it's a very dangerous thing. Normally, we would not even have non-scientists or uh, civilians in here, but we're making a special exception for you. Uh, very well, then. This is very dangerous, and it's very easy to miss. Why don't you stand right next to the hydralisk? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in his head, it's totally flawless. <laughs> These uh, foolish, uh, you know, Resock and Foreigner have no... Clue. They don't have no idea what's coming. Yeah. 
He is about to make his shot. He's going to get to do that. However, Lily, I want you to make a perception check. A purple and a red. Two failures. Okay. Do not worry about it. <laughs> Just protoss. It's fine. You are at the other end of the room here. I'm declaring you are at medium range to this guy. Let's aim a bunch. You have sidestepped. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, did you just say he's aimed a whole bunch? Uh, he gets his, he's aimed, he's ready. He, he's getting a couple of dice. If he's lining up a shot on Lily, that's like really obvious. You're right. He's going to take an extra black die for that. Oh, I should say, you have these story points. If you wanted to throw another upgrade in there, you can do that to make it more difficult for him. That is your call, Lily. I don't... You don't want to get shot, do you? He didn't change the setting, though, did he? What do you mean, change the setting? Like he had it on the lowest setting for the Hydralisk. You're not sure what the settings are. It looked pretty bad for the Hydralisk. Uh, do I want to try to upgrade him or just... Upgrade him, because if he gets a Despair, this will make our lives easier. It's true. Okay, then yes, let's upgrade. We don't need you burning. Okay, that also means he's got two reds to deal with. Okay, he has five advantages with failure. He goes to shoot... You two know that he's actually slightly aiming at Lily. He will use his advantage to consume that as he blasts. It goes right between Lily and the Hydralisk. Uh, as his shoulder kind of jerks a little bit, He maybe he just can't quite do it, seeing that a, a person... Maybe he sees Lily as a person for just a moment. Can't bring himself to do it. Or I'm I'm moving a little bit, so I got out... Oh, yes, you are sidestep, sidestepping as well. A little bit of Matrix out of the way. So it's a bright blue laser beam that comes out. Lily, you get a great look at it. I'll say both of you can make knowledge protoss checks if you want. Two purple. And take a blue die because you are right next to a laser. <laughs> take them because you're looking right at it. I have two advantages, but no success. Oh, I'm a wash. It looks like it hurts a lot, but you didn't get hit is the mm -hmm. important thing. Dr. Bryce says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can I heal some strain here? Yes, you absolutely can, because Lily did not just get shot. <laughs> it's kind of a tense, tense moment. Let me uh, hang on and recharge this for a second. And that is when I need vigilance checks from everyone. Surprisingly, the getting shot isn't the part that's really got Lily on edge right here. Yeah. <laughs> are you saying you want initiative, or are you going to tell us a difficulty? I just want initiative, I think. So can we roll cool? Like, we know that they're shooting at us. Yeah, if you want. Does my black die apply? Is this just like to... No, not to this. Okay. Three advantages. 0 0.3. Can someone roll a yellow and two greens for Malorn? Malorn gets 3.2. Imogen gets 0 0.4. You got some bad guys to deal with. Okay. Well, let me uh, do the combatotron. Well, first thing that happens, I should say, that kicks off the combat is... Uh, both of you are looking at Dr. Brian. Everyone's looking at Dr. Brian kind of in sh shock for one reason or another. Except for the Hydralis. Hydralis doesn't care. You see from behind the pedestal where you could not see Lily, Lendasha stands up and just her warp blade rips right through Dr. Brian, who is not wearing any kind of armor or anything. She has clearly been waiting for the right moment and either lost her patience or decided that this was it. And in fact, it looks like she was taking her swipe as just as he was shooting, he just happened to get the shot off first. Okay. He's dead. He looks dead instantly. And this gun is now on the pedestal. And that is where combat is starting. 
You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.